Welcome to the Soul's Way podcast. This is your host, Emily Ann Brandt. I am a proud First Nations Mohawk author, speaker, and mentor here to meet you at the intersection of personal development and decolonization. I truly believe that when we see ourselves and one another, mind, body, emotion, and most of all, soul and spirit, we can break through systematic, ancestral, and generational ways of being that we came here to disrupt and rise above. We can lean into the ways that heal our spirits. I know we can do this through honest conversations, radical responsibility, and healing together in community. Through my stories and the incredible conversations with some truly amazing guests, my hope is that you leave each episode with a more open heart and that you feel emboldened in your medicine and your voice, knowing your ripple effect matters. Our ripple effect matters. Thank you for being here. Let's dive in. What's up, beautiful soul? I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for tuning in. I have another special episode for you today that is part of a little bonus series I decided to record for you to celebrate the upcoming launch, the official opening of the Decolonized Coach course, which is coming this April 2023. Doors are going to officially open at the end of the roundtable, which is coming back. This is my signature masterclass. It's coming back as a two-day workshop at the end of March, March 27th and March 28th. And so if you've already purchased the Roundtable Masterclass back when I ran it in October and it was such a such a huge hit, um, or sometime in between October and now if you've purchased it or even if you purchased it today, if you're like, yes, I wanna dive in, I wanna dive in right away, I can't wait until April, I can't wait until end of March. Well, anyone who's purchased it is going to get access to this new ra- live round, which is happening March 27th, March 28th, will also be recorded. Why am I redoing it live again? First, I love being in the live energy. I know you love being in live energy. I've got a lot of feedback around that. But second, there are some things I want to tweak. There's some more things I want to add and kind of update, make it even more um, digestible for you, less overwhelming for you. And we're going to have panelists again. This time we're going to hear from um, even more people, different people. So you'll get still the panelists Q and A session from the original round, and you'll get to hear from brand new guest experts that I'm bringing in for this round as well. So it's very very exciting. There's just a lot to celebrate, um, and so in celebration of those things kicking off, I wanted to make these episodes for you that are super value packed, um, kind of bite sized. We go deep on one topic, and so let's dive in with today's uh, special topic for you. So the topic for today is overcoming the fear of cancel and call out culture. This is such a huge topic, right? And this episode, I just want to say this episode is geared towards those of you who are genuinely interested in decolonizing yourself, your business, you genuinely see the value in anti-racism work and empowering and uplifting people of the global majority, making sure that we can all thrive equally in the world of personal development. So if you're listening to this, it means, yes, you're on board with that mission. You see the value in it and you see the importance of this work. You see the inequities that exist. You see how whitewashed and through a white lens the coaching industry really is. And you want to be part of that 
change, whether you're in the global majority or you are a settler, um, you know, a white person with privilege, right? So I'm assuming that if you're listening to this and you're on this podcast, then your intentions are good, your motivations are good, and your heart is pure. This is not for anyone who's just like, uh, I need to just avoid being canceled or I need to do this, make it look like I'm doing this work so I can look good. I don't think that that's any of you that's that are listening, right? And if it is, please turn this episode off because this is not for you. This is for the genuine people who really are out there trying to make a difference or want to be, want to start that journey, okay? So how do you overcome the fear? This is what I hear. I hear this question a lot is, Emily, I I see the importance of this work, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. I see the importance of this work. I I want to be a more vocal, more active ally, but I don't I don't want to say the wrong thing and make things worse. Now, not wanting to add harm or make things worse is is great, right? Of course, that's good that you're being really mindful of that and you don't want to accidentally create any harm or hurt people. That's wonderful. But let's also be honest mostly your fear is motivated by not wanting to get called out, not wanting to get canceled, not wanting people on the internet to hate you and come at you and, you know, want to like burn you at the stake. (laughs) We've seen a lot, right? Let's just be honest. We've seen a lot of that, especially since 2020. Um, We've seen all this call out and this person's canceled and that person's canceled. But to unpack this fear, first I want to unpack, I want to unpack what being canceled quote-unquote actually even is because when we look at the people who've been called out for doing horrible shady things or for being tone deaf or tone deaf sorry not tone deaf tone deaf (laughs) um are they actually canceled because I remember like Rachel Hollis getting you know getting a lot of backlash for being really tone deaf and having like these awful privilegey videos. Also, I kind of, I used to love Rachel Hollis and then I unfollowed her realizing how, um, how like patriarchal masculine hustle, hustle and grind and like just how, yeah, kind of hustly she was and how much of it was so like colonial and patriarchal. And then a while later, we all saw her get called out. And if you don't, if you didn't see that or you don't even know who she is, you can feel free to Google like Rachel Hollis problematic or something like that. And you'll see, uh, you'll see. But then also like, I remember Marie Forleo also getting, having to make this big apology and getting called out for um, deleting a whole, there was a, there was like a debate or conversation happening in her Facebook group. So Marie Forleo is a really well-known, pretty big entrepreneur. I think she's a coach for other entrepreneurs. Um, And she has this thing called, this program called B-School. I've never taken it, but that's her like big thing. And so I believe it was in B-School. She had a Facebook group and some sort of um, debate was happening in, in her group about race or racism or something like this from what I know. Okay. I'm, I could be like, um, yeah, this is just from a, a, a glance, what I know. So anyway, the point is there was debates happening and in the thread, a lot of um, women of color, people of color who were in this group 
started educating people and put a lot of labor into the comments section and we're at, and, and we're actually sharing helpful educational information and educating their white counterparts but obviously topics like race can get really heated so seeing this heated thread and these fights happening but also like real healthy dialogue happening marie just deleted the entire thread and was like, nope, not putting up with this in my space, and just deleted the whole thread, therefore deleting all the work and the labor of the black and brown people who had put in, put in the work to educate people in that comments. They used their own emotional labor to do that, and because of her own discomfort and not knowing how to address these things herself and take responsibility as the leader of this space, she just decided to delete the whole thing. So she got a lot of backlash for that and people were like, oh, Marie Forleo is going to be canceled, blah, 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 blah. And I remember seeing her do an apology um, and then I was like, well, what happened? And that's when I kind of looked into it. But I just went to Marie Forleo's Instagram the other day, yesterday, because I was curious, where is she now? She's thriving. She still has multiple hundreds of thousands of followers. She still seems to be doing phenomenal financially so I'm like what act do people actually get canceled and even if you look at Rachel Hollis like she's still sold another best-selling book after her whole um, scandal and there's just so many more examples I could go on and on Um, but most people it's like do your does your career even end anyway if you're quote-unquote canceled or do you just have to make an apology and deal with some people not liking you for a little bit Um, and some people may leave your world forever, but anyway, I do think that's the consequence if you, if you do harmful things and you're not actively showing that you're trying to do better, but I don't, I'm not worried about you, boo. I don't think that you are going to do that. Um, I don't attract like super problematic humans or people who are not at least willing to lean in and learn, right? Because that's what we're all about. I'm all about learning as I go, sharing um, the mistakes that I've made, how I've learned from them, what I'm continuing to learn, and normalizing that we're all on a learning journey. And therefore, I attract a lot of people who are um, of the same mentality. But I do actually have something that I think will put your mind at ease in terms of being afraid to get it wrong. Right, wanting to use your voice, but you're kind of, let's be honest, if you're not using your voice to speak about the things you value, then that means you're prioritizing your own comfort because colonized countries, right, Canada, US, any country that's been colonized was built for the comfort of white settlers. And so currently, if you are not speaking about the inequities and the injustices and the oppression that exists for your comfort, literally, is why it was, you know, created, then you're choosing to prioritize that comfort and that privilege that you hold and just kind of staying in your own bubble while black, brown, indigenous, and people of color are suffering and being oppressed every single day. And yes, even in the coaching industry, this shows up because colonization shows up in everything it bleeds into everything we do unless we actively decolonize right so let's say you want to use your voice but you're just scared to say the wrong thing how you can avoid getting quote unquote canceled even though i don't think that's even a real thing um 
is to be transparent about what you value and that you're on a learning journey. Because the truth is, we're all on a learning journey. We've all been colonized. We've been swimming in the toxic waters of colonization and white supremacy culture since the day we were born, right? And then also like many lifetimes before that. So of course, it's going to take the rest of our lives to unlearn these things. It's been everywhere. It's been, yeah, ingrained into all the institutions, into everyone's minds because it's in our hospitals, it's in our schools, it's in our movies, TV, books. It's it's everywhere. Um, even like the history that we did or rather did not learn, it's all been from a colonial lens of what they, how they want us to think. And so we have all these internal implicit biases and things like that, that we need to go out of our way to unlearn. Otherwise we'll keep operating on default and the default is white supremacy. So if you are just open about the fact that you are on a continual journey, if you make peace with the fact that decolonization work is a practice and it's a daily practice, as is like anti-racism, right? It's a daily practice. If you embrace that just for your own mindset, internalize that, make peace with that, it is a daily practice. Just like brushing your teeth, (laughs) just like your morning ritual, right? It's something you got to do every day, like spiritual hygiene too. It's an ongoing, never-ending journey. What do you tell your clients all the time about personal growth, about shadow work? You say, it never really ends. It's an ongoing journey. So it's the same thing with decolonization. So if you are open with your audience, with your followers, with your customers, about the fact that you are in the process of learning and you can be honest about where you're at. You can say, you know what, my eyes are really just being open to this and I regret not being here sooner, but I'm here now and this is what I'm doing to start my learning process. And I talked in the other episode about BIPOC scholarships, about maybe sharing a highlight reel on your Instagram Um where you share like, these are some of the books I'm reading, if it's genuine, right? Don't share things you're not actually reading. Don't, um, that's when it becomes performative and fake. But you can make little story slides about the the ahas you're having and the things you're unpacking or the people you're learning from and tag them, tag other accounts and, um, you know, share this podcast that you're learning from. Share what you are doing to be on the process and just be open about that. Have it transparent, transparent values. It's so, so huge. There's a whole section in the Decolonized Coach course on transparent values where you're going to have the opportunity to really sit and get clear with yourself. "Hmm, What are my values? What do I want my business to stand for? What do I want it to stand against? What kind of people do I hope show up? What kind of people do I hope opt out? And getting super, super solid in your values is, is everything. It's everything. It's the most, I shared an Instagram reel about how that's my only like marketing strategy, quote unquote, is just to share my values continually. Because when you do that, you attract people who share the same values. And that's one thing actually that came up at the last round of the round table is 
we were talking about creating spaces where, um, you know, you are, you're, you're doing a good job holding space for people with different lived experiences and not create, you know, not doing any microaggressions or making sure that you're not gaslighting people. And somebody said like, yeah, but I can't control my students who come in and how uneducated they are, right? I can't control if people come in and they're very ignorant. I can't control other people and how they act. But I actually disagree. I think that you can, if you're clear from day one, if you do this foundational work to say, these are my values, this is what I stand for, this is what I'm about, and you project that everywhere, like that's all through your social media, that's all through your website, that's all through your podcast, your videos, everything, you're going to attract people with those same values. So aka, you're not going to attract ignorant, um, <laughs> problematic white people. If you are saying like, we, I am an anti-racist company, this is an anti-racist space, um, this is what we stand for, this is what we prioritize, these are the types of conversations we have. And if you don't want to get in the room, if you're going to be triggered by conversations around white privilege or, um, you know, when we're holding space for our fellow people of the global majority to to air out their honest feelings and experiences, if you're going to be triggered and all sensitive about that, then this space is not for you. Like you can literally say things like that um, and be clear about who you're calling in and you can avoid that. So being transparent in your values has many, many benefits. And one of them is that you're going to, yeah, of course, you're going to magnetize people to you who share the same values, including probably if your value is anti-racism and decolonization, a more diverse group of clients, which is why, um, you know, which is what the goal is for many of you. So that's fantastic. As long as you're being honest and transparent, I think then that also normalizes and makes it okay for you to misstep, for you to make a mistake. It it kind of relieves that pressure valve, um, takes the pressure off because you can say like, oh, okay, yes, I misstepped, I misspoke, I, or, you know, I said something that came out wrong and I'm learning. I'm learning and I think people are going to be willing to have a lot more grace with somebody who's open about the fact that they're learning and they're on a journey versus somebody who's just going to get defensive and be like, well, that's not how I meant it. Like, I didn't mean it like that or who just like deletes the comment or deletes the post and um, walks away, right? So be open to being a forever student just like you are with your shadow work, with your personal growth. You recognize that's a lifelong journey. So don't expect decolonization work to be an overnight quick fix. Okay, the last thing I want to say is that it's not virtue signaling if you are genuinely embodying the values that you talk about, so or share that you share about, right? So a lot of people, if you don't know what virtue signaling is, um, virtue signaling is when, and it's kind of just such a BS term, I really don't like this term, somebody came on my wall, on my social media the, the other day and accused me of virtue signaling. And it just made me laugh because I'm like, no, that's not me at all because I'm actually embodying these values that I'm talking about. Whereas virtue signaling means you are expressing strong opinions and things to make yourself look morally superior, but usually it's like hypocritical or not actually embodied. So 
You don't need to worry that it's virtue signaling or that it's performative allyship unless it actually is, unless it's not uh, not being embodied. So if you are putting things on your page um, about like on your Instagram and on your website and stuff about how much you value being an ally and uplifting BIPOC and supporting anti-racism and you're on a mission to decolonize, but you're not actually investing in um, education, you're not actually reading, you're not actually listening to the podcast, you're not actually buying the workshops, you're not actually hiring and supporting people of the global majority, you just keep hiring more and more white people, therefore feeding into the whole cycle of white supremacy, like that's when it's not embodied and that's when it's performative and that's when it's virtue signaling. But if you're here and you're listening to podcasts like this and you're coming to programs like the one I'm offering um, and you're reading books and you're following global majority creators and you're doing their work and you are actively working on it, you're working on your examining your own lens, examining your own biases, you're, you're doing the work, then it's not performative and you don't have anything to worry about, right? And if someone calls you out for anything, just manage your own defensiveness, take a step back, think, why am I so triggered? Lean into that trigger, just like we do with our own personal development work, right? That's why this work is personal development work. Lean in, manage your own defensiveness, and then say, okay, right, I remember, I'm a student, this is a forever learning journey, I'm learning, and apologize if you need to apologize, and just make it, just make it right. Um, like Maya Angelou said, right, Dr. Maya Angelou, do your best, uh, what, oh, shoot, now I'm gonna butcher the quote, (laughs) do the best you can with what you have, or what you know, then when you know better, do better, it's something like that, I'm paraphrasing it, right, but just, just forgive yourself, and then do better, and I don't think you need to worry about being canceled, or being called out, because honestly, for me, it's the silence. And for all of us, for for people of the global majority, it's the silence that is the most violent. Silence is much, much, much worse than doing your best, making genuine efforts to be an ally, be an accomplice, be a co-conspirator, and maybe messing it up a time or two. I would much rather that than somebody who's just totally silent, who acts like just operates through the white lens, acts like everyone's equal and everyone's the same and nothing matters, yet they're, they're, yeah, you're upholding colonization by default if you're not actively speaking out against it and learning how to decolonize your own mind and, and unravel it, right? The silence is violence. The silence is the worst thing that you could do if you truly care about decolonizing and making this world more just, more equal, more supportive for us all. And by world, I mean the world at large and also the world of personal development. So that's what I wanted to say on virtue signaling, cancel culture, and how to overcome the fear around that. I hope this episode was helpful And I will be back soon with another bonus episode for you. And I hope to see you and sit with you live in March at the roundtable and then be with you for six weeks in April for the Decolonized Coach course. Thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you soon. 
Thank you again so, so much for listening. If you would like to thank me in return, if you got any value, insights, new perspectives, or you just appreciated this episode or enjoyed this episode, the best way to thank a podcaster is to share with others. Spread the love, spread the magic, take a screenshot of the episode, share it on your Instagram or TikTok stories, and tag me at Emily Ann Brandt so I can personally thank you for tuning in and stay connected. This is truly a community that we are building here, and I love staying in connection with you. I look forward to talking to you again soon, and I'm sending you so much love and gratitude.